Extra news. Extra special. March 1st, 2019, Lawyer Talk, off the air. On the record. Off the record. On the on air. air. One of these days, after a year and a half, we'll I'll get, get this in. right. Uh, so here we are again, Lawyer Talk, bringing you the news. If you haven't had a chance yet this week to catch up on all the most urgent, pressing, breaking news stories, uh, now you can. Just hit download. Or if you're already listening, you probably have already hit download or stream or tune in at whatever podcast device you like to use with whatever podcast app works for you. So uh, the news is one of these things I think uh, is catching on like wildfire, wildfire. Soon there will be no more Tom Brokaw's of the world. There will be no more Fox News. There will be no more CNN. Ted Turner, I'm sorry. Lawyer Talk's taking over. We get it all right here. They're all right here. Uh, so the biggest piece of pressing news, I would think, is the Cohen testimony. I mean, we'd be remiss not to at least talk about it. Uh, so Cohen has now testified, as it turns out, against his client. Now, that, that sort of rubs me in a way that is offensive when I, when I hear that. But a, a lawyer has testified against his client in a hearing in front of the world uh, about all these awful things. Bill, what do you think about that? Well, I don't know. There's a, I don't think there's client privilege because they're investigating a crime. I think that's something under the code, but I don't know. So I mean, what you're saying, like, what's yeah, confidential now? You've got a crime fraud exception. Well, there's two ways to keep a lawyer quiet. One is that the things you talk to your lawyer about are privileged. Uh, and the the second way is there are is a broader, uh, I guess, protection called confidentiality. So just because a client doesn't tell us something, if we learn it in the course of representing them, and that goes really broad. Right. Uh, we're not generally permitted to disclose it. There are some exceptions, one being the crime and fraud type exception. Uh, and it sounds like this guy's already been sort of defrocked by the Bar Association anyway, so what does he care? He doesn't care. He and doesn't. I don't think I don't I don't think Trump cares because I think Trump would have filed something anyways yeah. prior to all this stuff. Or maybe he tried. I'm sure there's a lot you know. I, actually, I can't say that. I was right. say there's a lot smarter lawyers that are working on this, but <laughs> I, I now have less confidence than ever in in that particular fact. But mm. anyway, so Cohen testifies. I mean, my take, it, it sounded like a soap opera a little bit. It was a show. Yeah. It was a political show. And uh, no smoking gun found. No, nothing smoking. Everything that we heard, we've heard before. Yeah, so uh, guess what? Trump knew that WikiLeaks was going to dump a bunch of uh, dirt on Hillary. And the dirt turns out, I think it was, he had no control over. Right. So he knows it, but he didn't orchestrate it. He didn't orchestrate the timing. He didn't orchestrate the content. And I don't think he participated in the investigation by WikiLeaks of the of the stuff, right? I mean, none of that came out. I, Jared, you watched all of it. I, no, I, mean, I, 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 I didn't, didn't, bits of I, it, but. I didn't catch all whatever it was, six hours of it. Yeah, Actually, I, was trying I, to, I heard but... most of it in the, in the car ride, and I sat in, in the bank parking lot for a while as I kept Mesmerized. going on and on and on. Uh, and, uh, you know, the Democrats would come with the same questions, and the Republicans would come in saying, you're a liar, and you said yeah. this, and what is this? And, and it was just kind of a back and forth, you know? There was no smoking guns put out. A lot of times he was like, no, he didn't have acknowledgement. I know a lot of the, there was a lot of those moments where I think people wanted that answer to be yes, yeah. and here is the smoking gun. Now he, he did have a little thing for uh, for the storm, mm. as I, I think. I think it turns out that Trump and uh, was paying Stormy to stay quiet. Now that that failed miserably, but we already knew that, right? Yeah, and, and uh, Cohen's the guy who uh, he was the grease man for that. So it's not necessarily illegal to pay somebody to not talk about you like if you're running for presidency and your old neighbor says i'm going to tell everybody you used to wear those pink polka dotted pants every day to school and it's like look man i'll just i'll give you a little bit of money you just uh 
Don't say just, nothing. Yeah, it's like, a, I think uh, Cohen was calling it like catch and destroy or something where these news stories would start to leak. I mean, it, this is not just in the context of the, of, the, uh, of the presidential election. It was in the context more of just in general, uh, I guess the, the inquirer would come a knocking and say, hey, we're about to break this story. Turns out you had an illegitimate child and uh, yeah. what do you want to do about it? Well, here's 15 grand. Yeah. And Cohen was the bag man for that. Um, and I guess that was going on even in, like during his entire decade of representing the Don. He's the fixer. He was, the he fi- was sleazy from day one, but that's who you want to fix things with this type of stuff. This, it's like a TV thing. You it's, know? Like, it's like a bad TV series, the slick lawyer. Right. Like, he, um, he started out his comments with how racist and bad he is and how, how much of a horrible person he is. And it's like, and yet you worked with him for 10 years. Right. You got paid by this guy. So I mean, like, so at one point in time, if he's such a horrible person, why wouldn't have you been like, you know, I just can't hitch my, my, my ride to this. You know, I just, I try as an attorney, maybe it's just my, it's ingrained in me now to look at things sort of from a factually disinterested, disinterested standpoint. What you have is Trump's former attorney uh, slinging mud in the sense that when he, like his, his backup for racism was, well, you saw how he handled X, Y, Z. I mean, so his backup for racism was, that was just his opinion. Uh, and, and he may be right. He may not. I, I could care less, frankly. But if, if what this guy's opinion is of Trump's racist ideals, I could care less. Uh, so then you had that. You had the Stormy Daniels payoff that we already knew about. That might be an issue for the Don. Uh, and then you had the Russian collusion, which it seems like Cohen sort of exonerated Trump from all of that, from what I can tell. I mean, he did, he said that uh, Trump did nothing to uh, ask for it. It just sort of showed up on his door, and he's like, "Ooh, that's I'll tell you, I'd be happy to know about that. That would be interesting." Um, and Roger that'd Stone, be great. that'd I be think, great. I think that would be, be great. I think that was the the quote that he said there. He's like, "You know, there's going to be more WikiLeaks dump." And he was like, "Well, that'd be great. That'd be great." And uh, I think he was asked, "Did Stone operate independently, or was he a, an agent of Trump?" And I think he, a, a Cohen, was very clear it was independent. So. Uh, a lot of this does nothing to damage Trump's legal interests. It might hurt his, uh, if you already had him, I, I, let me just put it this way. If you think Trump uh, was a sort of a, at the moral level of like priesthood or something, or maybe that's not the right word, but if you, it's like, yeah. like he is not the Boy Scouts here. And I think everybody knows that going in. So if you didn't like him before, you probably like him even less. If you liked him before, you probably don't care. Yeah, I mean, his supporters already like him no matter what. All this stuff is old news as far as... Grabbing things and Stormy Daniels. I mean, well, it's, the Stormy it's Daniels, really the same. The Stormy Daniels thing. I guess the, in the Southern District of New York, the federal or the uh, U.S. Attorney up there wants to in, is indicting folks for a campaign violation about this. And here's how this goes down. So if Trump uh, uses his campaign to pay off the Stormy and does it through Cohen, and then he later pays Cohen back with his with a check, I guess, while he, after he was elected president. Um, so if Trump is doing this. Uh, then the question becomes, is this something that you have to report as a campaign transaction? I don't know federal campaign right. law, but as I understand this, there's a lot of folks that would say, no, you don't, particularly because Trump, according to Cohen, has a longstanding practice before, during, and after his campaign of paying off uh, similar situations like the old catch and destroy things. Yep. Um, so, I, you know, I, everybody's already known about this anyway, and no surprise there. Uh, and then the only other final thing is like with the Ruskies, uh, what Trump knew or didn't know, and was he was he colluding? Was he part of it? Was he telling them, "Hey, look, if you get me elected president, then uh, help me in my business, etc." But you know, Cohen's like, it wasn't the most fascinating thing he said is like Trump thought he was going to lose, <laughs> so he was still right. he was on the business band. So why was he talking to the Russians about business? Because right. he never thought he'd win. Right. 
So we've gone over that before. I fully believe that he never thought he was going to win. Yeah. Right. And then all of a sudden you win, you're like, hmm, now I'm class president. What right. do I have to do now? So anyway, I don't know if this does anything. And my prediction towards the end of this will be inconsequential. I'm more interested in see what happens to Roger. I just want the Roger Stone trial to go because he's such a character. Speaking of local news, right there in Grove City, police uh, seize CBD products from a Grove City vape shop. Um, they were uh, confiscated dozens of cannabis-based products. According to a search warrant, police received a complaint about illegal sales of, of CBD products at Midwest Vapors. Detective went into the business on February 19th, asked the clerk about the items, which were behind the counter. The detective uh, purchased three CBD chronic candy lollipops, CBD bath bomb, lotion, and hemp bomb CBD gummies. Now, on that, it was on the news. It was uh, that clips. They, had, they showed them going in there. They raided it. In the end there of the search warrant, uh, the, the Midwest Vapors would be given information and education about the sales of CBD products. I mean, that's like your friendly neighborhood law enforcement officer yeah. raiding your store, taking all your stuff with search warrants, and then said, you know what, why don't you read some books here on this, yeah. on this, on this we'll crime you're you. committing. Now, what's funny is apparently the detectives have been listening to their lawyer talk because, uh, you know, Jared, we, we have provided the insight into this months ago. You guys were instrumental in this. We looked into it. We looked at the farm bill that's come out, which I saw in an announcement by our legislation in Ohio that said, even though the farm bill has come out and other states can sell the CBD products, we are withstanding with the old laws and regulations, and you will need to purchase these products through our dispensaries in Ohio. Well, here's the thing. They were even wrong on that. It's not legal in any state. It's not legal in anywhere to sell or buy the product. The farm bill, which everybody is touting behind, all it did was say that if you were growing hemp for CBD testing and your crop gets damaged, you are eligible for a buyout for the insurance payoff on there. Yeah, yeah you can't just read a statute or a bill part way oh, they and come it, to a conclusion. I mean, look, man, it's not even part way. This, yeah. is, this is like a... a interested bias in what you want the law to be so you will find anything and everything to say it's law i mean i read the farm bill and, and, and lord knows i hate reading statutes and laws as much as anybody even though it's sort of my job but you know most of the lawyers like to skim through the the detailed you know ifs ands buts or bores or fours and see this section etc but you know my perfery review cursory review we'll call it uh i saw nothing about legalizing hemp. I saw a lot about if you are permitted to grow CBD for purposes of scientific study and uh, you lose your crop, you are permitted to, or you qualify for the federal crop insurance program. That's what this is about. It has nothing to do with saying you can sell CBD oil in right. your living room in a multi-level marketing mm. sales uh, technique. But on that, that exists. Whole Foods right now is doing a whole promotion on their CBD products that they have within their store. I looked up and Googled CBD products in Grove City, found a number of places you can purchase it. After the raid, give them a call. Oh, yeah, we've, we've got this. That's, there's no problem here. So there had to be an ax to grind from whoever registered the complaint down to the authorities that went in. How are they just going to go ahead and pick out a few stores? And once again, if it's federally not legal, Amazon right now, you can order it and they'll ship it to you. If you're in Oklahoma, Ohio, Kentucky, wherever you are, you can purchase the products right there and it's being shipped. 
So how is it that they're they're able to just yeah, yeah. we'll get this guy today and then maybe that guy tomorrow? It's sh- it just- it, what's even more shocking is that lawyers, legislatures, news folks, everybody but us thinks that the farm bill says you can do it. It's almost like it, it, you ever. Be, I remember in church playing this game where you whisper like the secret in the in the ear next to you. Telephone and, game. T- and then when it gets yeah. all the way around back to you, it's changed completely. It's like the farm bill said you can get crop insurance. Hey, we can get crop insurance on CBD. Hey, CBD's legal. Hey, I'm going to sell it in Grove City. You know, right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, how does that happen? And then you got con- the Congress is say- or, or the state legislature saying, yeah, you know, the farm bill says it, but we don't. It's like, anyway, uh, th- th- here's the bottom line. We know what we're talking about here at Lawyer yeah. Talk. Otherwise, it wouldn't be called Lawyer Talk. Yeah. Hey, Jared, I want. W- they were doing CBD bath bombs. That's what I mean, said. you just throw them in the bathtub like a regular bath bomb, and I, then just I'm, you I'm, know I'm the not, vape will. I'm not sure where the bath bomb okay. was. Well, they I had, thought that was interesting. They had, they had gummy bears. They had the pills. They had yeah. the lollipops. They have. But the, those are all like ingested. The bath bombs yeah. are just like sitting in a bath. I I'm not sure. They I, may be good. They may be good. They may be snake oil. It may work. It may not work. Uh, we get multiple customers coming to my store asking about it. And they're like, well, no, no, it's it's legal. And I just note to them that due to my legal counsel mm-hmm. that we do not sell and have been told not to sell this product, so we don't sell it. But you can walk with, with from my store within walking distance and make purchases of it. And they'll tell me, they're like, well, they sell it right over there, and they sell it right over there. And it's like that yep. still doesn't mean that it's okay or that it's illegal. Right. But Well, speaking of taking a bath, have you read this new Time magazine article, Bill, about President Obama? I did not. Apparently, according to this survey, where do you think he falls in like the best or worst president since World War II? In a current survey? Current survey. Since the, World War II, they, I think he's going to be in number two. Uh, the second worst? Oh, the, oh, the, from, the for second best. Second best. All right. According to the Quinnipoc poll, whatever that is, I, I Quinnipiac, it's Q-U-I-N-N-I-P-I-C poll out on Wednesday. That's, uh, oh, wait a minute. This is a long time ago. <laughs> I'm reading old news. <laughs> okay. Well, well, what's it say? All right. We've... So back in July, this is July 2nd, 2014. How did this hit my news? Anyway, this is breaking news. Uh, this says that 33% of the Americans see Obama as the worst post-war president, while just eight consider him the best. I'd like to see how that changed now. We'll have to- I'm surprised. That's what I was thinking. I mean, you know how that changes after you leave the presidency and a new one comes in? People seem to change their minds a lot. So yep. Sometimes it goes up. Sometimes it, it goes, goes down, down in the ratings. And yeah. when you're ex-president, guess what? You don't care. No. You're you know, done. You're done. You ever known somebody's had their house burned down? Well, we've had... I- I had a, a burn to the ground. I don't know. I just burn down, catch on fire, catch on fire. I've, I've 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 had a couple neighbors that have had house fires. Well, I guess firemen now believe <coughs> that mm. uh, the new homes are like tinder boxes. I guess that's my word, not theirs. Uh, Thirty years ago, you had about seventeen minutes to escape from a house fire. Researchers found today that's down to just three minutes. And experts say newer homes and furniture inside them are some of the reasons behind the drastic change. It turns out the homes and the furniture built in more recent years burn a whole lot faster and hotter than in the years past. I guess that's because they are full of more tinder. story we'll get to soon. Um, Columbus Fire Battalion Chief Steve Martin points to several reasons. Among them are the open concept floor plans. Uh, They sure are popular, he says. Um, But turns out if you have a kitchen fire, it'll spread like... Say it. Wait for it. Wildfire. 
uh, into the rest of your rooms, even the upstairs bedrooms, leaving less time to get out. It's like gasoline when it catches on fire. So note to self. You got three minutes. Yeah, all the little yeah. trading place or trading spaces stuff you've done to your home to create the open concept, maybe not so good if it burns. The IKEA tinderbox. Come in and assemble it. They burn up. They burn right up. Yep. You know what? That's ironic because I started a fire this winter using the instructions from an Ikea furniture project I put together last year. Not the furniture, just the instructions. Just the instructions, I suppose. Next year, when I change out that disposable junk, I will burn that in my fireplace. But I can't say it's junk. It's held up pretty well, actually. Uh, anyway, so if you've got a new home, maybe you should rethink or at least check the 9-volt batteries in your smoke detectors. You're supposed to do that every time. I think coming up soon. Was it like 13 days we changed the clock? I hope 12 so. 12 days, something like that. Uh, daylight savings time's coming yeah. in. Now, people always argue this on the daylight savings times. I think we need to leave it saving time. I don't think we need to draw back. I don't want to fall back. Yeah. I want it to stay light darker. I mean, uh, <laughs> light darker. I want it to stay light later for multiple reasons. But you know, there's a, the, there's a poll out that there's more accidents right when the fall back because everybody's used to driving yeah, rush hour tired. traffic. Well, now it gets dark. Right. You just see less. I mean, you're just more people driving in the dark. It's five o'clock in the evening. I like it in June and July when it's like 930 at night, and that's when the sun's it. setting. That's my favorite part right there. What's your stance on it, then? My stance is this. Don't fall back. Keep keep yeah. keep the daylight hours in the evening. Yeah, Let's didn't not I, get rid of them. Didn't have to do with the kids at the bus stop type of deal. That was uh, <laughs> back with uh, either, who was it that did that, Jimmy, Jimmy, or was it Ford? It was one of those guys. I thought it had to do something with early 1900s and energy and crap. But yeah, I, I think there's a lot of th reasons why we're doing it. Yeah, I don't know. So we're about to spring ahead, though, as it turns out. So you better plan your trip now if you're a nudist because they are planning a uh, roller coaster world record attempt. Uh, a British nudist group is organizing an attempt at uh, breaking the Guinness world record by having more than 100 people ride a roller coaster while nude. Who comes up with this? I don't Who know. Who starts these records? I mean, at least 103 people will participate in the March 2nd attempt. I mean, this is tomorrow, folks. It is happening. Breaking news. So get on a plane. Get over the pond to Essex, England. Uh, South End on the Sea, Essex, as it turns out. Uh, and this attempt will take place. I'm sure there will be lots of... You know what? If you have a wallet, where do you put it? Leave it in the locker. <laughs> And you're riding a roller coaster. Riding a roller coaster. There's this picture here. It's all blurred out, though. I can't. I'm just gonna have to say. Dude, I mean, like in the gym, you know, they always like wipe down the equipment, wipe down the equipment. Well, I mean, we're gonna wipe it who's, down. Who's, who's switching look, out in these seats right here? You well, know look, what I mean? I mean, wait in line at any hot summer day yeah. roller coaster, and look at who's ahead of you. It's like you were sitting right where that that was at. It was right super there. Super clean individual did. So and speaking of germs, like you, a pre-greased seat. Speaking of germs, Arnold's here. Arnold's here. That's Arnold's a, here in town. A lot of people all over the world coming. Yeah. Bringing their Bringing their sickness. germs. <laughs> bringing their sickness. They're, they're locked on these planes. One guy's sick. The other guy's sick. I've always found that there's a lot of people that get sick when the Arnold's Classic comes in. And that just might be because of the bad steroids they're buying. I'm not sure. Which there's a lot of that going on. A it, lot of transactions. A it turns out steroids are against the law. It You're is. not allowed to do it. And uh, I think it also turns out that maybe it's not quite tested the way everybody thinks it is at these big things. I, we represented somebody long ago. I talked to him about this. And uh, sadly, he had to stop his cycles of steroids, and he could no longer be a bodybuilder. And I just said, well, just do one of the ones without the, you know, don't they test for this? He yeah. goes, yeah, they test for, like, you know, heroin. <laughs> 
so they say they drug test, but they don't test for this. And he said he knows what the guys do who have to compete without the juice, and he just wasn't interested in that. Yeah. I mean, um, look at these guys. They're huge. Yeah. You know? I mean, <laughs> I, mean, I, mean I, I don't know how to get that way without maybe injecting something. I'm pretty sure that's the, the Terminator was in, invented for the... Uh, the Thur- at Thurman's Cafe, yeah. they've got yeah. giant burgers anyhow, right. and they've got the Terminator, which was invented for the Arnold's Classic, which is like a, a pound burger with uh, ham and bacon and salami and another burger and, you know, a yeah. rooster on top, I think, <laughs> is how they how the whole burger comes to, to, to yeah, together. No, it's, 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 it, yeah, it's quite a burger, and I'm sure they sell a lot of them. I'm sure it smells really good in there, too, at the end of it. It's- you know, speaking of test, Tinders is launching out a new uh, test model there for them. It's the spring break. That way you can get on Tinder. You can look up there and see uh, who's going to be in uh, Panama Beach. Maybe uh, somebody from <laughs> Illinois, somebody from Wisconsin. Now you'd swipe on the Tinder there. You meet up there on the beach with the stranger. Uh, and uh, kind of like the nudist colony. Is that the Remember swipe the, right, left I, app? I, or? I, I'm not sure. I think you so. You can act like you don't know what it means. <laughs> but, you know, that's, uh, now, it turns out, if you remember the, uh, I, I long for the MTV spring break. Remember those? Uh, oh, spring break you know, specials. Like Snoop Dogg. And I, I, I remember seeing all that stuff, and it, it was like, one day I'm going to spring break. Daytona Beach. Because it was all on They would jump around, but then they kind of stayed there, the Daytona Beach there, and they had that big stage put out there and all kinds of I love Daytona Beach. Yeah. I do. It's it's like the armpit of Florida. It's really? like it's full of my people. You <laughs> it know is. what I mean? It's it's full of mullets and 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 gas burning uh, motorcycles and jacked up trucks and uh, you know bikinis and high heels. I tell you. Well, if you're looking I mean, if you're looking for a cow, you don't just need Tinder. No, you need Tutter. Tutter. Yeah. So I guess somebody in England thought there was a need. I I, I never underestimate the power of entrepreneurship yes and innovation because this farmer i suppose thought that man it's really hard to find someone to get with or another cow to get or a bull to get with my cow hmm. it's tough someone with the right background right pedigree maybe a, a mom and dad's a prince these cows have it worse than humans and uh, so he created an app believe it or not called tutter and tutter is designed to help you choose what or how to mate your cow. And you swipe left and right for different cows? Apparently. That's how it works. So hmm. having problems finding a mate for your pet or your livestock, tutter it up. Hmm. See, that just see, tells see, you no idea is a bad if all, idea. If all the backers of the Green Deal have their call in it, you won't be finding uh, burgers anywhere. No burgers? We'll be getting rid of it. We need to go vegan, more healthy. More Cut cow. it out. There'll be more cows. And uh, that was uh, Cortez there. She was, uh, she was all about it. Until she was spotted out dining with uh, a big old greasy cheeseburger, she was she was she was getting her bite on there, and uh, somebody decides they're gonna walk around her and take her picture, sneak and post it there, and say, "Hey, here it is." Yeah, she wasn't too happy about that. She came back to them saying that uh, tonight a dude was creepy, creepily and obviously taking a picture of me while pretending he wasn't. And I had to break his imaginary fourth wall and say, hey, I'm a person. This is weird. I think he was like, it's weird that you just said that nobody should eat burgers and you're eating burgers. Well, She's she, like, I like a burger. What's, sure. you know, what's good for the goose ain't always good for the gander. Well, she'll start when everybody else does. You know, she'll, yeah. she'll, she'll live the dream. She'll live the green dream when, every, when it's passed, I suppose. And when the government makes us all live the green dream where we can only uh, take trains, where we don't fly in airplanes, where... 
life is good, I suppose. And if you were dreaming of a good retirement being a greeter at Walmart, they're throwing that it's out. It's out the window. It's out the window, isn't it, Bill? You were bringing that up Yeah, there. I, I briefly saw that um, yesterday, I think, but I think a lot of greeters and most are you know, senior citizens and some dis- disabled people are going to be out of work because they have a requirement. I think you have to lift, be able to lift 25 pounds. Um so as and long as I can get get to six, 25 pounds, I can still have that job. I, I think so, but I think you got to move around the store now. I don't know if the greeters are actually going to be there. My goal was to be the greeter. you got to find another goal now. I'm be like, welcome to Wally I, World. I, I, I'm so guessing. Wait, these are the greeters? The greeters. The greeters. You know, when you walk in, they're, hello. Yeah. And then they usually they do a few things. Sometimes like, oh, do you have a return? You're going to put yeah. a sticker on the aren't back. They there, aren't they like, uh, I, think, I always thought they are like James Bond in disguise. You know, these are like the security people watching you to see if you're like returning crap you just bought or. These are the people that if you are stealing, you could just easily get out. There's nothing going to happen. It's no, like no, the no, unsecure no. security. It's an unsecure security. But <laughs> no. no, I think that the concept was just, I think Walmart originally just had them come in because. It looked good, right? A lot of senior citizens were doing it. Well, anytime you walk in, it's nice when you walk into a business and people greet you. They say yeah. hello, especially if they know you. People love to hear their name. And if you can greet them by their name and give them a warm welcome, they're going to feel more comfortable in your store. If you feel more comfortable in the store, you're more up to spend more money, more up to uh, feel free in asking questions and finding something if you need it. Is this so going to spill I, over, you think, to like the guys at Walmart or uh, Sam's Club who are checking your receipt on the way out with the uh, highlighter? You know, you, you right now you can go there. they got an app. You can just buy everything on there, and then you just show them your phone. I you, don't, you don't have to get the receipt. You can I just, you can just do, do, you know, beep, beep, bop. You know, the, but the, then they mark a big marker on your phone. It's like, <laughs> really? I mean, come on. Why would you have to draw on my hey, phone? if this was a receipt, you'd use a highlighter. <laughs> you just use a Sharpie. No, the, uh, the guy at, uh, at Sam's Club knows me. And I, it's not like I go to Sam's Club regularly. I mean, I don't You're go like there. You're like Norm from Cheers. But he knows me. And every time I walk, and I, at first I thought he's just, no, you're just saying that to everybody, man. You're just cool to all the cats. And no, he actually knows me. Where are your boys today? Hmm. Oh, no school today. And then when I had him the other day, oh, no school for the boys, huh? And, and uh, he goes, uh, he always, I talked to him one time about the Ohio State football game, so he's never forgotten that. And he always brings that back up. I mean, it's it's remarkable. That Makes you feel me. good. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm surmising that. There's going to be a public outcry, and they're going to find something for these quote-unquote displaced workers, something to do. They have to. Maybe they just give them a backup. You know, I, yeah, know. I just have, they have, maybe the guy from Arnold standing out there, they got a, they get a greeter and bodybuilder. That way something needs to be lifted or moved. They got it covered. You got it. I say more jobs. Don't take the jobs away. Give them more jobs. Let's get another person up there to back them up. Well, speaking of exploding food trucks, turns out... <laughs> <laughs> Turns out uh, there is one, in fact, in Oregon. Uh, the Eugene Springfield Fire Department said the Buck food truck cart was parked outside Oakshire Brewing Public House on Whitaker, or in the Whitaker neighborhood of Eugene. It exploded just before 8 a.m. Now, this sounds awful fishy, Bill. This sounds like Youngstown stuff to me. Could be. That used to be Bomb City back in the day, so I could see how you relate. I mean, look, what is a food tar- truck doing parked out there, and why is it blown up? Now, they're going to say it's yeah. just because of the gasoline to the propane tank, but I think there's more to it. It could be. Maybe maybe some revenge factor. I don't know. Somebody was serving the wrong food. And somebody wasn't, got sick. somebody wasn't getting served enough food. There was a wild brawl that broke out in the Alabama buffet. Uh, over crag legs. There's a couple people there waiting in line. They've been waiting 10 to 20 minutes. They have got knocked on their crab legs. Here comes the crab legs. And now it's just a crab grab and fest. And they're going <laughs> bing, bing, boom. And it's like, those are my legs. This is my legs here. And they got the tongs and they're taking off each other's plate. Next thing you know, plates hit the ground. Brawl breaks out. Calabash. Yeah. So, so th- what's ironic to me, I saw your picture on this story. 
you got the 70 year old man who's got the bandage on his head. It's like when, when you, and then you got the African American gal who looks like she just took him Man, down. I ain't going to take her crab legs. I'm just telling you, I'm looking at this picture right here. I would wait another 20 minutes. I mean, actually, like, I wouldn't be at a buffet at all. I'm just, yeah. just going to say, well, what's your take? I mean, crab legs eating seafood from the buffet. <laughs> it's, you know, and, and, uh, it's like those two fighting. It just, it's the most unlikely uh, uh, matchup. I can hear it now. Hey, honey, what are you doing there? Let's, let's go to the meteor buffet. That's what it's called. Oh, it's, you it's crabs. The, the meteor. It's a, it, it, the meteor. The, 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 the crab the legs just crashed. I like going down there to that meteor fight, man. They got all them, them crab legs. They're the best. <laughs> Speaking of snakes on planes, it turns out that uh, you got to watch out because every now and then a giant snake will make its way onto a plane. Uh, one grandmother from Australia found out the hard way in her flight coming home to uh, Scotland. Uh, when she got home, she found a large python in her shoe. Uh, and what's ironic to me is the way the airline, pre- or the way this is sort of described, is that uh, I can confirm we removed this. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Somebody help me here. Hold on. The snake He's had looking. been contained by the collar. I had it. I forget how it was described, but apparently the snake found its way. It's it found its yeah. own way into the plane. It was not a uh, prank. It wasn't somebody who was transporting the snake. So it just showed up in the plane. I've never flown from flown from Australia, <sighs> but uh, the snake had gone into hibernation maybe and was starting to shed its skin. It was such a long flight. Wow! So the snake surreptitiously snuck into the shoe to get on the plane to travel to Scotland. Sounds to me like stowaway. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. In Florida, they got snake problems because people releasing them. They got all those pythons out there. It wasn't native to Florida, but you know you see it all the time. They're out there grabbing these snakes. People get them. They're pets. You know, their kids. You know, they don't want them anymore. They're like, oh, we'll just get rid of them. We'll find out. Florida is a great place for a python to get very large. Yeah, lots of stuff to eat and keep going through. So swampland. It's swampland there. Now I'll tell you something else. What we got here is, and I, I got to worry off here. The Fight Boys just walking in the studio right we now. The we got the boys, Fight Boys yeah, right so. here, right now. Yeah, nice. And uh, there's a Florida man arrested, uh, allegedly throwing a cookie at his girlfriend in Florida. That's right. So if you're uh, getting in the argument, you've got the cookie. You want to get a little revenge here. Smith's girlfriend reported, told the investigators he threw a hard piece of cookie at her in the forehead, which deputies noticed was red and then responded to the scene. The 41-year-old confessed to throwing the cookies, and he was apprehended, and he's out on a $500 bond right now. Well, was it a, a stale cookie? cookie? Yeah, I mean, how he should, did... Maybe he should have gone seen the Girl Scouts, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, you know, like everybody else. You see, you see him on the corner, you go up there, it's cold out, raining. What's what, your cookie of choice? What's your, my cookie of choice? Yeah. Thin mint. Bill? What's that? Tag along? Tag along. Oh, Is that pe- the, the peanut, peanut butter, butter chocolate? Right. Yeah. yeah. You'd like tag Samoa's, along cookies? Samoa's. Yeah. Samoas are cookies. Thin mints aren't cookies. You got to eat those by the sleeve. True. Yeah. Not on the keto diet, as it turns out, but. All right. Back to snakes. This guy finds a rat snake in his toilet. It was hissing at him. He, he was sent running in panic after finding a snake in his toilet while his home was being renovated. Uh, it was a four-foot rat snake. It was discovered by the man at his home in Essex back in England. Another England story. Jeez. Yeah, imagine that. I guess he was checking it out on Tutter. <clears throat> Uh, in a moment of panic, according to his partner, Naomi Burdett, he took off. Uh, the rat snake is not venomous, as it turns out, so all is not, or, uh, all was not lost. 
Uh, he just had a scary experience in the toilet where it had turned slightly blue from the cleaning products used in the cistern. <laughs> It's a blue snake. They have named the, the couple, and I'm not making this up. You cannot make this up. The couple have named the creature Kevin. Hmm. Kevin. Yeah. It's like that little, what was that show, Steve? Leave it to Beaver back in the day. Remember the Beaver had the little uh, alligator he ordered? It was real tiny. He named him Captain Jack. Captain he didn't know what to Jack. do with them when he started getting older. Uh, uh, bigger, I guess. You know who you know else likes Girl Scout cookies? Drug dealers. Drug dealers love them. They do. They do. And a man in a viral photo was buying $540 worth of Girl Scout cookies. Then uh, after it was posted and everybody patted on him back for being such a good Samaritan, they found out that uh, he'd been trafficking in fentanyl, cocaine, and heroin. So... Uh, it, it sounds like a contra... You know what it sounds like to me? Girl Scout's a front organization for front. money laundering. Yeah. They're accepting drug money, giving them cookies. That's money laundering. Yeah, and they're washing it clean. They're washing it clean. And the backside is this guy was doing it, Jared. I don't think he mentioned it. He, he, he didn't want these these Girl Scouts to sit out. It was cold outside. It was cold, So he just rainy. bought all the cookies. I mean, I think it was a genuine gesture, right? But I don't know. And then it was posted. So everyone was applauding him on social media. But I don't know if the feds were looking at him or what or trying to find out where he was. But guess what? Next day or two days later, he gets busted for this big drug sting. And there you have it. I mean, if you buy 120 boxes of cookies, you'd think that he would have been busted for weed. I'm just saying I was a little bit off there. It's like, yeah. oh, you know, he's like, yeah, I'll take those yeah. cookies, man. Right. Have I told you about any snake stories lately? Oh, I think you're scaring everybody out there. Because <laughs> it turns out uh, a video filmed in... Bagar, wherever mm -hmm. that is, of a venomous snake, a, a uh, cobra, as it turns out, perched upon an ATM machine. And uh, Suresh Mahaptra, owner of the store adjacent to the ATM, called the snake helpline. We don't have those here in we don't. Columbus, Ohio, but they do there. And a professional trapper, trapper Raymond Ramon Bag, no pun intended, soon arrived at the scene. The snake was safely captured, and officials say it will be released back into the wild. Moral of the story, save your money. Hmm. Yeah. Now, I'll tell you, what, what are your feelings on snakes? You keep bringing snakes up there. This are is you, my last good, snake story, I promise. Are you good or bad with snakes? I got no I problem with snakes. snakes. I hate snakes. I hate them. I hate snakes. I remember when I moved to Ohio, people were always like talking about how they love snakes. And they're like, oh, man, I just go out there in my yard and pick them up. I was like, not if you lived in the Ozarks, my friend. <laughs> because the Ozark snakes are rattlesnakes, yeah. copperheads, water moccasins. Mm -hmm. They're all venomous snakes. Yeah. They're not a four-inch garter snake yeah, that we're you know, in Ohio. And I had a friend. I was over at his house, and he's, he had this pet snake. He had a lot of stupid pets. He did. And one time, he, he trapped a squirrel. It was a live. It was a, a wild squirrel. He put it into an aquarium, and the thing just started running in circles. And then, boom! It died. It Gone. gave itself a stroke. So he had this snake, this little ball boa constrictor, and he was like, "Here, hold it." Hold it. I was like, "No, I don't, I don't want to hold your snake. I don't want to touch your snake." And then he was like joking around. And I said, "Now listen." You throw that snake on me, bam, I will break its neck. He's like, you won't kill my pet. I was like, if you throw that snake on me, I will break its neck. And uh, he didn't throw it on me. And no. I would have. I would have killed that thing. Yeah. Get a snake guy. Snakes. Remember Friends, the TV show? Snake. Who doesn't? Yeah. Remember everybody got the haircut? What was it called? The, 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 the Rachel? The Rachel haircut, yeah. Was the Rachel? I don't know the Rachel. It was the haircut. That oh, was the, oh, the Friends? Friends? Yeah, the Friends okay. haircut. Well, you don't. now you can get the Don or the Kim cut. As it turns out, where can we get this at? There is a Vietnamese hairdresser giving out haircuts, uh, so you will look like your idol, whoever that may be. 
Uh, as long as it is, <laughs> if you're idle, the Don if it or is, Kim. Uh, if it is Donald Trump, you can get a Trump haircut. If it is Kim Jong Un, you can get a Kim Jong Un haircut. And there they are in this picture: a Korean man, apparently, and another Korean man shaking hands, each sporting their respective cut of their hero. Um, ironically, it is even the, the Trump cut is even dyed blonde or sort of an orangish blonde to match. Our president. Sure. I like Boss. the Kim Don. You can't Don. have a Trump cut without the color. I like the Kim, Kim Don. I want the Kim Don. Yeah. You so know, like a like... half and half. You know what I mean? One one half there. I was like, what was what, the, the superhero evil guy there? He was like Two Face. Two Face. Yeah. Right? Right? Two Face. Right? Yeah. Yeah, right? I'd be like, you know, the Kim Don. Yeah, I'll take the Kim Don. No, no, no. Did the other half do that? I want the right half to be Donald. Uh, so, anyway, get your haircut. Get your haircut. You heard it here. That's all in the haircut. Don't, don't get it cut by a snake. Okay, I got, I got no a snake hut. I got no more snake stories, as it turns You're out. You're done with the snake stories. I got, I've, I've used them all up. Oh, I've man. used them all up. Uh, I, it, it, I do have another pen or a, uh, another plane story, though, because I do want to talk to you about this. Uh, you know, I, I've heard about these these things happening, I suppose, but not as much. Now, this guy says a the fire that uh, that he started on the plane was a result of his um, his vape pen, or a Houston flight was delayed when a vape pen battery overheated caused flames to shoot from the overhead storage compartment. Uh, the Delta flight from LaGuardia uh, to Houston was delayed when they had to deal with that problem, evacuate everybody, and identify the cause of the fire. User error. Is it's it user error? Usually that's the thing there. Or unprotected batteries. Unprotected batteries of any kind are, are, are no good. Uh, a lot of these have interchangeable batteries to where you can they're rechargeable. You can put them in there, lithium-ion batteries. Uh I had a customer who uh, runs safety for a very large uh, company, very large company. He's in charge of safety, and uh, he was at uh, he was at the, the Walt Disneyland with his family, and uh, he didn't want to run out of vape. He brought an extra battery, threw it in his pocket, came not thinking. He had a metal money clip in there and some change, and it made a connection, mm-hmm. and <laughs> flashed and flared. He came. He, oh, he came walking in with a crutch. Really? Oh, he. he uh, so that's like a that's like a hot. When whenever that happened, I was like this. As soon as he came in, he told us what happened. Even though we were slightly aware of it, after that, any battery that gets sold from my store has a case or a cover. I've even got these little rubber. Uh, I call it the Jimmy Hat battery wrap. I'll give it to somebody. I'm like this. Now <laughs> put that Jimmy name. Hat battery wrap on the on that battery there. You don't put that in your pocket, and you know, next thing you know, you got. It's like you were with uh, Itchy from uh, Florida that one time. You don't want that. You, you don't want that right there. Taking care of the boys. Make sure you wrap it up. Sure don't. But that happens with any kind of batteries. They're not properly stored. Phone batteries have blown up before. Camera batteries are. You know, can, can, this can happen to them. Uh, I, I saw once on the news. They're like TSA had to grab this bag, and you see it, and they photo this is smoking. There's a fire, and I was like, don't be a vape, don't be a vape. Yeah. And battery. It was a battery for a camera. I mean, everybody's blaming it. Like the vape batteries, people people used to carry lighters. I wonder. Uh, yeah. You know, the actual fire starters. Uh, what's the best fortune you ever got in a cookie? I don't know. I never get a good fortune. That's the problem. It's always shit. You may be sexually aroused by a shampoo commercial. That's, that, that was uh, that's the one. best. Actually, that was Homer Simpson. He wrote, he wrote yeah. that in an episode. He was, he was writing fortune cookies there. And I was like, no, that's a good fortune there. Do they ever come true? That's the question. Well, apparently this one did because these two young men out in Maryland uh, decided to get some Chinese food for lunch. Uh, they opened their fortune cookie. It says nothing other than this is your lucky day. 
It's kind of general. Taking that to mean something very special, uh, a man goes into a store nearby and purchases a lottery ticket, uh, had to borrow money to do it, uh, but promptly wins $100,000 in the lottery jackpot. It was a scratch-off ticket. I've never won more than like five bucks on one of those, maybe 10 at the most. But uh, He had to borrow money to do it? I mean, he just ate Chinese. He didn't have two bucks to buy a scratch-off? I have to credit my brother. He loaned me the money. Casares says. Yeah, so the ticket turned out to be a $100,000 top prize winner. He said he chose the Power 8's ticket because 8 was the number he used by his used by his favorite soccer player, Ricardo Caca, uh, when he played for uh, Sao Paulo and Real Madrid. Hmm. Uh, he said he plans to share the money with his brother, and they might use it, some of it anyway, to fund trips to visit relatives in Argentina, Guatemala, and Italy. Uh, they might also visit Spain and take in a soccer game. For how much? Uh, one hundred thousand. Well, you're only going to get like you're. you're, you're only, I mean, what's your take home on that? It's going to well, be like fifty thousand dollars. We're talking pre or post Green New Deal. <laughs> you know, because post Green New Deal, you're going to get about forty thousand. Yes. So yeah, you're going to limit your trip to about he, two places. He's going to he's gonna have to pick and choose. He's taking the whole family on that. Now in California, there was a, a lot of winning that a number of people had all picked the same numbers and filled it in. So they thought there was a scam going on. Had to be. There's no right. way this many people could pick their own tickets. Well, found out that it came from a fortune cookie. It gives you your lucky numbers. And a number of people had, when interviewed, said, "I where did you get your numbers? I got them from a fortune cookie. And it told a number of people the correct digits. I mean, those odds right there, come on. That's that's pretty far off. I mean, it seems how to win a lottery, you hear it all the time. It's like one in 100 million that yeah, you'll no hit. no chance. You just can't believe it. You right? know, and... <laughs> One in 100 million that your fortune is correct. Sometimes I open them up, though, and I make up my own fortunes. It's like this. After this meal, you will no longer be sitting with losers. And, and, and people look at me like, and I'm like, that's what it says. No, it doesn't. Let me see. No, no, but I just think I'll keep that with me right here. Keep it down in here. Remember the old song, going to the post office? No. No? No, I don't remember going to the post office song. I remember going to the post office only because of that commercial funded, I'm sure, by the United States military because it was my duty mm. to go register for the draft. And apparently it still is our duty as uh, men between the ages of uh, 18 and 26 to go register for the draft. Well, that didn't sit too well with the men's rights advocacy group, which uh, challenged that rule and wanted it to be uh, include the fairer sex. And uh, apparently he is getting some... Uh, uh, getting some traction on that challenge. A federal judge down in Texas has determined that it is unconstitutional for men and not women to uh, register for the draft. So let's just make it equal. Everybody should be drafted. Hmm. Or at least register for the draft. Register for the draft, right. Now, as Sergeant Hawkins said, son, there ain't no draft. No draft. I ain't worried about it. But uh, now this doesn't, this this itself does not sit well with another group, uh, the Southern Poverty Law Center. A nonprofit civil rights monitor, so a watchdog group, it seems, uh, has likened the National Coalition for Men, which is based in San Diego. Why that's relevant, I have no idea, but it is said there. Uh, they liken the group to male supremacist groups seeking to, quote, roll back protections for women. Uh, I don't see that connection necessarily, but uh, the male-only draft is an aspect of socially institutionalized male disposability and helps reinforce the stereotypes that support discrimination against men in other areas such as child custody, divorce, criminal sentencing, paternity fraud, education, public benefits, domestic violence services, due process rights, genital autonomy, and more. Hmm. 
So this is they gave uh, us the more. Apparently, it's not just about the draft. <laughs> I guess there's more to it. You were speaking of the post office and reminded me of something that it's kind of a late story. I heard it late. Wish I'd have heard it earlier. You know the Sacagawea coins that, that you get, the dollar coins? Remember the, when those came out, the $1 yeah. coin? Yeah. Now, they made those, and then a law was passed. Now, you'll see them coming out with different presidents, different emblems on there. We have to print that money. That I mean, correct me if I'm wrong in here, but there is a right there where there was a law that was passed that each year we have to make this much of this money. And they thought for sure that everybody was going to be going out and getting the Sacagawea quarters that are coins. And, you know, we were going to get rid of the dollars, get rid of the pennies. We're going to have this coin. And nobody likes it. Nobody has the room for it in their tills. Nobody has a machine that can accept it to get a pop. Nobody likes these. And by law, they, the, the mint has to print these. And they're stocking up on all of these. So they're thinking, well, we own the post office. How about this? We'll run a special that if you call the mint, and you order 100 of these coins, you give us $100, and we will ship them to you for free from the mint. What a deal. So here's 100, and you get 100 coins. And their hope was it'll start getting circulated, that, that you know, Grandpa would be like, here you go, there's a shiny coin for yeah. you. But what some people figured out with high limits on their credit cards, 2% cash back, 3% cash back, down to flying <laughs> oh, points like or I mileage, like to where they'd be like this, all right, $20,000, please. So, max out your credit card, $20,000. You wait seven to 10 days, still within your realm to pay off your bill on time. Mm -hmm. Next you know, a mailman shows up like, I've got, I don't know what this is here, but I've got you know, a few hundred pounds of something. And they come from the mint, pre-wrapped and rolled. You know, it's a nice you certificate. You don't even have to roll it. You just take them so right to the bank. You put it on a dolly. You go to the bank. Be like, I'd like to deposit this $20,000, please. You do, they're like, what? What, what, do you, what, do you, what? what is this? So you deposit it, you pay off your credit card. Now it costs you nothing because you have spent a dollar, right. you received a dollar, you run up the limit. Now you know your American Express or whatever you have going on there, you're getting free tickets to here, you're getting you're getting your casino room, you're getting everything sure. vouched. So there were people were rolling through with it. What was happening is they were bringing them into banks. And now the bank has to put them in their safe, and they're like this. What do we do with them? This is lunacy. It's like this. Well, we'll send them back to the mint. <laughs> yes. So now, the, for a while, the mint is like, well, this is great. We're getting this in circulation. We need this money right. in circulation. And it's coming back unwrapped. And they're like, well, what, why is it coming back? And uh, like I say, whenever I heard of this, this deal, which the, I want to call it a scam, but it's really not a scam. Not, yeah. You're no, not breaking any This is American ingenuity. You know, I was, right. I mean, you know what this I, is? This is exploitation of a dumb government man, program. I, I read right. that the, report and I was like, we're going to make these coins that nobody I mean, wants. Nobody wants, but we want them to get circulated. You know, the mint, the mint's like Wiley e. Coyote. He always had the bomb trying to put it off on the Roadrunner. But the bomb always came back. I mean, if you've right. got a Discover card or, you know, they go from 1% to 5% cash back on spendings. Oh, I know. It's so, real I mean, money. Yeah. So if you did $20,000 a month, you could make $200 a month. Well, remember I that. I mean, that'd be kind of like, you know, the the same deal that they're thinking about giving everybody 500 a month. Now, there was a time that I think Saturday Night Live was actually funny. I mean, there's like a handful of times. I mean, not not consistently, but every now and then you'd get to this, this, this sort of phase where, or this era where it's hilarious. And one of those, there was a skit that, uh, maybe it was Martin Short or who was it that did it? was called The Change Bank. And this guy, do you remember this? <laughs> yes. No, it was, like, it, that, that was, you're in the 90s right now. That right. was the, the, the Harvey Corman. Uh, no, not Harvey uh, Corman. Not Harvey, uh, not Harvey Corman. Um, it, yeah, what's Phil Hartman. Phil, Phil yeah. Hartman and, and the whole crew that was in there was like, yeah. you, need, you need three three dimes, four pennies. 
we got you covered. We won't give you 200 dimes unless 200 dimes <laughs> meets your change needs. And people <clears throat> ask us, how do you make money? Volume. Volume. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that and now ad. it has come full circle. That people are making was, money. Yeah, in volume. <laughs> on volume. Yeah. I mean, uh, max. And then, too. That's going to improve your credit score. Right. I mean, you're sitting there. You know what I mean? As long as this game's going on, it's like, man, he's taking out 20000 paying, paying it back. 20, 20, 20, 20, 20. It's working good through here. You're not getting an interest rate because you get the money back in before your date has to pay it. So you can pay it all off, pay off the bill there. It costs you, cost you nothing. Right. I mean, I would have been I would have been maxing out. If I would have known about this, I would have maxed out all my credit <laughs> oh, cards. I mean, it's just easy money, right? It's easy money. My luck, I'd have probably got robbed on the way to the bank. <laughs> Yeah, but they'd have been slow getaway carrying all the coins. That's a tough one to rob, two thousand mm. coins. But uh, El Chapo turns out there's more controversy surrounding that conviction, more. or maybe not more. But, not guilty. Uh, yeah, well, he, or he was. He, the jurors now are talking. Um, so at least five fellow jurors violated the judge's orders by following the case in the media during the trial. It's now That's coming out. Violated common sense. Yeah. The jurors also shared details of, the deliber- of their deliberations, the extraordinary security precautions that were in place, and the jury's views on Chapo. His lawyers, the prosecution, and several key witnesses, uh, they requested anonymity for, quote, obvious reasons and declined to provide real names noting that the jurors didn't even share their identities with one another. They, they did form friendships, though, and refer to one another by their numbers or use nicknames based on tastes and personalities. This is like um, this is like Reservoir Dogs, right? Mr. Orange. Oh, yeah, or Mr. Mr. Black, Orange. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the cast included, as it turns out, Crash, mm-hmm. Pookie, Pookie, Doc, Mountain Dew, Hennessy. Tennessee, nice. These were all names jurors got to pick to use these, themselves. These were their, this is how they were Mountain Dew, boy, that, Mountain Dew. that hillbilly. Man, Starbucks, that redneck, I'm cool telling MD, you right man. now, dude. Aruba, it gets even better, right? Aruba TJ666, the number of the beast, it turns out. Fefe, that is F-E-F-E, and Loco uh, were some of the jurors' names. Um, Loco. We were saying how we should have our own reality TV show like The Jurors on MTV or something like that, the juror said. So they were just having a good old time. Yeah, glad they're taking um, that seriously, you know. <laughs> they, they sat in open court for all 44 days of the trial, their faces plainly visible to Chapo and anyone from the press. So now there's this controversy uh, about the validity of the verdict, and uh, he's going to try to appeal. Uh, there's There's some rules on this. In general, you're not allowed to invade the sanctity of the deliberation process. It is called the Ali Ali Under Rule. Ali Under mm-hmm. Rule, uh, and it's really hard to go back and overturn a verdict based on what happened there because it would be an endless non. I guess uh, ex- it'd be it would never end. I suppose, but uh, this is one that may end up having some uh, some teeth, and we shall see what happens. It might give the chopper a new trial. Uh, either way, maybe the next jury will be a little more. Careful. I wonder if somebody put a little bit of Mountain Dew in that Hennessy. Maybe. Henny Dew? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> you get it? I get it. All right. Now that everybody that's out uh, there that's going to get the joke has got the joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Uh, but speaking of Mountain Dew, me and Shorty went out to dinner. I think it was like Sunday. Uh, we're sitting there and we're at the steakhouse. And I see this couple walk in, and this uh, this, this man was was dressed like uh, I, I don't think it was homecoming, but he looked like he was in, like in a homecoming garb, and but he was probably late thirties, hmm. 
Okay. And, and it looked, and, and once again, you got to remember, me and Shorty assume everything's real that we make up in our own mind that yeah. we see around us. We're like, this, ah, it's a Tinder date right there. That's a swipe date. And as we were walking by, I, I'm listening in for whatever reason. I hear him say to his date, because you could tell they're just getting to know each other. And he says this, nah, when I was a kid, all we had was Mountain Dew. I mean, I drank Mountain Dew and from <laughs> breakfast. I drank it at night. I mean, if I was eating cereal, I used Mountain Dew in my cereal. Now, that was the end of the conversation that I heard as I walked outdoors. And I was like, well, that's the last Tinder date that he's going to have yeah. with this young lady. Man, Mountain Dew. Dew. Man, I put it in everything, man. I had it in my t- mm. cereal. You know, I made I made everything with it. He's drinking two two liters a day back in the day. Boy, the do the do fans, man, they're addicted. They are. They like the do. You like the do? Do you do the do? I don't do the do. You mellow yellow guy? I don't do any. You're kind of a mellow yellow guy. I'm a coke guy. You're a coke guy. I don't drink a lot of soda though. No, I used to. You know, before I before back I was on in the, the day, before, yeah. Before but... I was on this diet here, I had probably at least three soft drinks and a Red Bull every day. I started my day off with with a cup of coffee. And then I had uh, I had soda pop throughout the day, and I would have a Red Bull. And so now we're going on over three months. I have not had, no, I have had the Stevia uh, soda pop that they have. It's, That's uh, the fake sugar? Fake, fake sugar. And, uh, like, uh, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's a natural sweetener. It's a yeah. plant sweetener. It's not a chemical sweetener. But, uh, and lemonade. I make lemonade out of it. But uh, the soda pop, which the soda pop tax, which they have passed in New York, which they have passed in, I do believe, not all of Pennsylvania, but I think it's Philadelphia. And it comes to three cents an ounce is the soda tax that they put on there. Really? And uh, so you're not allowed to give free refills. You know, when you go somewhere, you go to the TGI Fridays and you get right. the free refills. Well, since there was a tax on there, they have to, there's no more free refills. And they have to go on the estimated ounces that are in there and the tax will be on there three cents an ounce three cents an ounce now that's what i said that's an expensive big gulp back in the day that's that's where i'm at now think about it like in kentucky you go to dry areas that right on the borderline right on the county line there will be a gas station that has just walk-in coolers and you'll see people coming out loading up vans and truckloads full of beer and their booze because dry county right and if you just cross the county line right there they always had there was one called county line liquor store yeah right on the county line so if you have your udf or your little stop and rob and you're right outside the skirts of town i'm gonna have to imagine that you're gonna you're gonna have to open up shop you're gonna have to have a whole new aisles for your soda pops because at three cents an ounce People are definitely going to drive an extra 20 minutes to load up their car with their savory soft drinks. Well, save mm-hmm. your money, because if you make a donation, it turns out, to Trump's campaign, you are entered into a sweepstakes to win a dinner with Donald. Dinner with Donald? I've never heard of this on any political platform ever, that if you donate money— You get those emails, too? You get a sweepstakes. I, I get the emails. I just I didn't get the email. I just pulled it up because I saw it on my—well, uh, I don't know how I got it. It wasn't an email. Uh, but anyway, so I'm going to save my money on soda pop and uh, instead donate and uh, win. Now, the one I got said it was breakfast, but this one actually says it was uh, it's for dinner. Uh, I don't really care. Actually, breakfast is my favorite meal. Yeah. By far my it's favorite buck. meal. It's a buck. Yeah, by far. So, yeah, you got... Yeah, there it is. It's the critical end of the month time, too, it says. So anyway, Bill, this date in history... Let's see, March 1st, this is Ohio's birthday today. March 1st, 1803 is when, I don't know, our delegates got together for the first time, or General Assembly, but this is the date 
that we celebrate Ohio's birthday. Ohio's birthday. How old are we? So that's what? Two, what would that be? 200 and what? I'm doing my math here. 216 years old? 1803? I can't do that kind of math. I'll leave it to the listenership. But it, uh, Charles Lindbergh's baby was kidnapped. <laughs> yes, he was. In 1932. And that, I mean, what a sensational case that was. You know what they needed? They needed lawyer talk they to did. provide some commentary on that. Yeah. Uh, but what a great story. I'd love to go back and dig into that history again. Was that guy's name Bruno something? That... Yeah, Bruno Mars. <laughs> <laughs> I forget his first name. Uh, what else happened in this date in history? So we got Ohio. One year ago, Donald Trump did uh, put the tariffs on China. So we've been running with those tariffs for a solid year here on March 1st. Hmm. And uh, I don't know exactly where that's going. I mean, uh, we've had other talks. Well, it's a date in history. It's a date in history. In 1692, in lawyer talk style. That's funny. 1692, uh, 200 years after Columbus sailed the ocean blue. In 1692, yeah. the Salem witch trial begins. Uh, this is in uh, a, a gal named Sarah Good, Sarah Osborne, and Tabuta, an Indian slave from Barbados, are charged with the illegal practice of witchcraft. Later that day, uh, Tabuta, possibly under coercion, imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> confessed. That was before Miranda. <laughs> uh, confessed or, or, or involuntary confessions to the crime, uh, encouraging the authorities to seek out uh, more Salem witches. Uh, Trouble in the small Puritan community began a month before when nine-year-old Elizabeth Paris and 11-year-old Abigail Williams, the daughter of a, uh, the daughter and niece, respectively, of the Reverend Samuel Paris, began experiencing fits and other mysterious malignities. Uh, docs concluded they were suffering from the effects of witchcraft. witchcraft. So, and if they put you underwater and you drown, that means you weren't a witch, That right? means you weren't a witch. A witch. Yeah. Uh, but no, if you I don't think drown, you, then you were a witch. That was, right. Uh, and they got to burn you. That, that was actually going back farther. That was back that going farther? That was going back to uh, medieval justice days. There mm. was the, that was called uh, trial by ordeal. Uh, there was congregation. Mm-hmm. Congregation was where you had a bunch of priests come and swear for you, and you swear for the twelve swear for me, twelve swear for you. Who's more believable? Mm. I believe those priests. Oh, so you're not guilty. Uh, ordeal was stuff like that. Yeah. Does she drown? Does she not drown? Does he drown? Or they would mm-hmm. have you pick up a hot rock yeah, and depending on burn. how it burned you. Yeah. Or you could just do battle and uh, decide your battle. So now we just go to muni court. Yeah, that's all we do. Sort of the same thing. Hire us and we'll do it for you. Yeah, so that's this day in uh, 1692, uh, just 200 short years after Columbus sailed the oceans blue. Hester mm. Print and Company are getting charged uh, with witchcraft. So 2005, the new Civic is released by Honda. That is completely unnewsworthy, but I'm just reading right now to kill time. Uh, as we wrap up the Lawyer Talk News uh, Extra. Anything else we got to say, boys? I think we got it. Happy birthday, Ohio. Thank you to our listeners. Have a good weekend, everybody. Getting your top-rated news right here from the 511 Studio C. Yep. 511 Studio C, News Extra with Lawyer Talk. Uh, What better way to catch up on the news? I mean, I really cannot uh, stress this enough or encourage our listenership enough to pass it along. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your foe even, because they too can benefit from (laughs) lawyer talk. They might actually find some common ground with you and you won't be uh, enemies anymore. Uh, If you have questions, topics, people together, bringing everybody together here at our round table round for a reason, much like Knights of the round table, Mm -hmm. we are lawyer talk at the round table uh, Mm -hmm. off the record on the air, giving you the news, at least until now. 